Hi, and welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope, Harry, and uh, today we have an impromptu sermon. Sermon number 9, 1984, starting in 2016. Before we get started with the sermon, I want to uh, take a moment to thank our friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast. Uh, that would be Donna Van Meter at Van Meter Design Studio, Star O'Hara at Technate 2051 over on Substack, uh, Amy Lynn Russell, one of our researchers, Vincent Easley over at RLM Radio, and Kennedy Edwards, London Gardens, We Trade Free over at Twitter, Christy Caruana, and Mike Witt. Uh, these are people who help us out uh, with spreading the message and uh, research, obviously. Uh, and um, also, uh, if you want to be part of that list, uh, the uh, listener support is 99 cents a month at minimum. And uh, uh, just for 99 cents a month, uh, you can get a shout out here on the Blasphemous Pope podcast. Um, if there's anything else that arises, like shirts or whatnot, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, that's all I got is a shout-out. Um, now, moving forward, uh, let's see. We, uh, we are supported by ads and by uh, ad revenue, and I am fully transparent on how I plan on using that ad revenue in order to further other projects uh, involving uh, this particular podcast uh, buying grow systems buying solar systems and and things like that in order to test them out to tell you you know what I can find out about them um, if you are listening to the meditations podcasts you will find that I'm spending a lot of my own pocket money doing these things as I can and um, that's what uh, the funding will be going to once there's enough of that to do that um, aside that, uh, we have uh, up-and-coming projects. If you check out my uh, TikTok at Harry Felker Base, you will find uh, videos of a composting project, uh, hydroponic project, and a balcony garden project that I am working on currently. And I do have future plans, but uh, those are finances withstanding. Uh, as with uh, everything, all of my meditations, they have a uh, website that uh, uh, has all the useful links, schematics, and things like that. That website is harryfelker.wordpress.com. If you jump on over there, you will get a little verbal, uh, a little text breakdown of what was going on in the meditation and all of the things that I can't share in a audio format, you know, things that require visual format or links or what have you. Now, without any further ado, let us move on with this sermon. Sermon 9, 1984, started in 2016. Now, you could be thinking to yourself, what the hell is he talking about? Um, if you are unfamiliar, 1984 is a classic dystopian novel by George Orwell. Uh, it features a full surveillance state. Uh, all media is government propaganda. And uh, 
it goes as far as the media destroying the past basically in order to rewrite and gaslight perpetually the citizenry um, <clears throat> now what do I mean about 2016 well I don't want to make any memes about Harambe or CERN or anything like that that is just memory it is a joking observation of what is going on in 2016, we noticed, um, if you were paying attention, mass compliance to division in the United States. And I'm sure that this has been happening all across the world to varying degrees, so if I'm not talking about where you're from, I apologize. My experience is here in the U.S. Um, the willful de dehumanization of half of the population is what happened here in 2016. Uh, by both major political parties. Now granted there were people who wanted no part of that and I understand that, but for the most part the people fell in these two groups. When we come back we are going to be talking about how we got here and uh, and then moving forward from there. I hope that you'll join us when we come back. The chains are made one link at a time, but only realized for their purpose upon completion. When I say 1984 started in 2016, I don't mean that in 2016 all of these things sprung up as controls of the human population, or at least the American population. This is a long time coming. For more than the last hundred years, this has been building. Whether or not this was the plan all along is irrelevant. It's what the plan is now. And we have to understand that now is what is important here. The pieces, the, the secret policing, the surveillance state, the media control, the expert opinion manipulation, the fact checkers. All of these things, they didn't start in 2016. They've been with us for quite some time. Secret policing has started as early as the 20s when prohibition was the name of the game. When the gangsters were running rampant we developed secret policing and then perfected it with the FBI and the CIA. And their operations deemed classified at the time, as they've become declassified, we're finding that more and more of the things that were disregarded as crazy talk were actually happening here in the United States and at the hands of United States operatives 
across the globe. We live in a surveillance state. We not only have cameras at most stop signs or stoplights, but we have tracking devices that we carry with us every day. That convenience, that, that phone, that photograph machine, <laughs> the, the camera, the video camera, the, the instantly connecting you to the World Wide Web. It's also tracking your every move. There is no way around that. The media has ceded control of reporting the truth for decades now. I, I can't remember the last time I, I had bothered to even watch the media um, on a regular basis because it's been that long that it's been nothing but a state-approved propaganda machine. Expert opinions being manipulated is not something new uh, to the world. It's, it's, it happened in the 20s and 30s. Spraying DDT on your children is safe. Um, smoking cigarettes while pregnant, drinking while pregnant is safe. Hey, you get stressed out, pop some Valium, you'll be fine. These are all expert opinions, and they all were paid for by big business. To think that the government is somehow not involved with this is lunacy. Our latest, the fact checkers, this one was always fun, because the fact is, is that you can be disregarded with a little bubble post that has literally nothing to do with what you posted. I can't tell you how many times someone will be posting about a topic and a COVID bubble will come up and automatically people just roll right over it. I'm reminded by the poem from Martin Niemöller uh, and I know people will say I'm dramatic for this rendition but we need these controls to stop the gangsters. We need these controls to stop the cocaine crazed, I will not dignify that in the last word, that appeared on the Senate floor in the 1930s. We need these controls to stop the communists, the cartels, the terrorists, the domestic terrorists. Everyone always assumes they are safe as the, they are not the other in this situation. Eventually, though, the eye of the state glares unto you for your sins. Make no mistake. You will eventually be a target because all you are to the state is a piece of machinery that can be easily discarded and replaced. I hope to see you back after this break.
Look no further than those who trade safety for compliance to find the source of all misery. Ben Franklin said, those who would trade necessary freedom for safety would get neither and deserve neither, or something to those effects. I'm paraphrasing here. The fact of the matter is we live in a world that has a consistent barrage of fear of what you need to be afraid of, of the next worst thing that will destroy your life and destroy everything that you know and love. That message is only answered by the one chosen solution. That solution is the government, is the state, is to give control to this other group of people to make you safe, to keep you happy. And none of these things are ever going to happen. You will not be free, you will not be happy, and you will most certainly not be safe. The price for this, unwavering support despite the glaring fallacies in their stories. We all know they're lying. Their most devoted followers know they're lying. They just believe in the cake despite it being a lie. I started this podcast saying things like the state is a religion and that is the religion I blaspheme against. That is where I get my name from, the blasphemous pope. But to be honest, it isn't a religion, it's a cult. It is a death cult. And the only people who are dying are the people down here where we are. Those that pull the levers, that push the buttons, that make the decisions for society, they, they are not going to die. This cult lives in the memory of Jim Jones of the Hale-Bopp cult whatever that was called and all of the other crazy cults out there that ended up killing members or all sorts of things like that that's what these people are they are cult leaders they are cult management the media is just the propaganda arm of the cult the, the governing body is the illusionary source that you believe you have control over this, that you can stop it at any time. If your vote could stop anything, it would be illegal. So blinded by fear and emotion, their only expression is self-righteous hatred. This is a self-perpetuating loop going over and over again. We could recall back to 2020 when every month there was a new catastrophic calamity coming to the earth. Everyone is going to die because of COVID, because of murder hornets, because of uh, toilet paper shortages, because of and the list goes on of riots. (laughs) The list goes on and on. 
And no one seems to realize that the only thing that has happened, no one has rejected this message. Well, not many have rejected this message. They just became more radicalized in their obedience. They just bought hook, line, and sinker the bait. And we're living the result of that now. It isn't going to get better. It's going to get far worse. We have to remember the only thing that they have control over is the people who are willing to be afraid, who are willing to be victims, and who are willing to be obedient in order to save themselves. In Howard Zinn's work, I believe it was History of America, he says, historically, the most terrible things, war, genocide, and slavery, have resulted not from disobedience, but from obedience. I'll see you when you get back. talking about obedience where does that come from well conditioning starts with the young I uh, I have some experience training dogs and I will tell you firsthand training a young dog a puppy a, a, uh, a dog at one year old is by and far easier than training a five-year-old dog or a ten-year-old dog and the reason why this is is because the younger the more able to accept things that should not be is the wonderful plasticity of the mind of a child is is a great and creative thing but it is something that can be used against them as with any powerful tool if the person who is wielding it has uh, ill intention, you are going to have a bad time. We see other references of this in pop culture. The one that comes to mind as much as everyone hates the series is Star Wars. Uh, the uh, the uh, prequels, the first one, they they talk about how Anakin shouldn't be trained because he's not young enough and that's because he has to be properly conditioned that's the whole deal with the Jedi Order is to condition people to have zero emotion and da 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 and that is telltale as to what is going on in our schools our schools are teaching children not educating them they're teaching them to be obedient 
they're teaching them to respect only authority not respect people as people but to respect authority this is this is an issue this is an issue for anyone who's a parent if you have a child and that child is attending public school and you have thoughts that things just aren't right in the world your child will be used against you this was seen in the literary work of George Orwell in 1984 the children were the eyes and ears in everybody's home and they were the ones that were dutifully telling on the adults because the child the children were impressionable to think that that was the right thing to do that that was the righteous thing to do so what do we do first and foremost we have to survive if we can't survive then there's no point in doing anything if you cannot live beyond this then there's no point in you even listening any further <clears throat> that means that we need to develop skills it means we need to develop skills for feeding ourselves doing all of the things that I was talking about in the meditations and I will be talking about in future meditations such as collecting rainwater finding water where there is none finding power when you can't use the grid all of these things they are important and they are important to human survival especially if we plan on doing anything other than just living out our old age the next thing we need to do is we need to act in respect to our survival we need to form communities like I was talking about in the beginning sermons we need to find people who have the skills that we don't have or are better at the skills that we are not very good at we need to get close to those people geographically and we need to protect those communities and then we resist. Resistance is the last thing on the list here. We have to remember these communities, these skills that we have are going to pull us through the main war, the war of attrition, the war that will bring people to the brink of survival. It's not going to be the shot heard around the world and violence it's going to be the slow starvation of everyone you know and love and that's what we have to stop first we can't treat the wound until we stop the bleeding this has been your blasphemous pope thank you for coming I appreciate every single one of you I uh, will see you next week. <clears throat>